0: And we are live.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I am Dana Abercrombie. Welcome to the very first premiere episode of MovieCast. I am your host, as I already said, Dana Abercrombie. I am joined by the infamous, the illustrious, the heavenliest, Richard Bailey Jr. Hello, Richard.
0: Yes, good evening, Dana. Although I I don't know if I would say uh, heavenliest because uh i'm not necessarily... what, what, what's that sinfulest no let's just say uh your every your everyday person middle of the road so i'm not good or bad i'm in between
1: <laughs> manliest normalist richard bailey jr
0: yeah there you go that works <laughs> yes thank you for having me on the show
1: you are welcome you are very welcome so, premiere episode, we have got to talk about a couple things here. First off being, how was your week?
0: Oh, it was a very, very uh, interesting week. Uh, I did see a few movies that, uh, that I will talk about on uh, today's show. Uh, and I unfortunately, well, I won't say unfortunately. I also made the decision to skip out on uh, WWE Crown Jewel. So I will say the week went pretty, 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 pretty well.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. I wish I, I wish I made that decision. That was that was that was sad. It was very sad. But. Yeah, uh, so in in, in non wrestling news, uh, we have to talk about kind of the news that broke over this week. I know many people are like excited about it. I feel nothing. I'm very much indifferent about it. I don't know about you, Richard. How do you feel they have finally announced Bad Boys 3? They've been announcing it for the past 20 years now, but they made it official by Martin Lawrence and Will Smith actually putting out a video acknowledging each other and acknowledging this movie.
0: So when I saw the video announcement, I, I pretty much was like, well, for those that have been waiting for Bad Boys 3, th- this is good news. It's great. Uh, I don't don't really like 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 you said. This is a movie that has feel like, feel like it's been in development hell for almost a decade now. So I didn't really have any major reaction to it. And I also was looking very closely at Twitter when they made this announcement. It didn't even crack the top three in the trending news. It was down around the eighth, tenth spot. So I figured, well, maybe if this movie was announced a lot sooner it actually happened a lot sooner. Maybe a lot of people would be into the announcement. But with that said, uh, I think everybody is anxious to see what they actually do with the sequel. Um, but I, when I saw them announce it, I said, okay, I'm glad that Will Smith has finally decided to clear his schedule to work on another Bad Boys. Because I know Martin has been wanting to do this movie for the longest time, but waiting for Will Smith to accept it and, and be on board. So glad that they are both on the same page. But um I will not be excited for this movie until I actually see what the plot is, what they're doing. and I actually know that it is actually coming out because even though they shot that video and they and there was an announcement that it's coming in 2020, I believe. Um, outside of that, I, I won't believe it until I see it. So I will hold all anticipation and thoughts until I see the movie is actually I see an actual trailer and I see that it's actually developed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's one of those weird things where like it was really exciting but then 9 years passed and people've moved on. You know, we have other franchises that came out. Will Smith is doing other things, he's busy, you know, crying about his relationship on table talk and Martin Lawrence is busy doing I don't know, living not much, but he's doing something. And you know, 9 years is is, is a long time. And I just kind of wonder people care anymore. And I know that they're supposed to be a spin-off on CBS with Bad Boys. It was the the Gabrielle Union. And it was another actress. It was supposed to be like that female version of Bad Boys. And that never took off. That kind of got canceled by CBS as well, even before it aired. I think just the pilot episode they filmed. And so now you have this and January 17th, 2020 is what they announced. Um, they have not really released that much of a plot aside from they're now private detectives so well, whatever means that's good. That means that they're they're able to take it easy though
0: Well, so that's well, I, that well no, that that that, that is good I, I will say I know I have to give credit to Will Smith even though he stays in shape So I guess if they have any action sequences in this movie like they have he'll be totally fine Martin I have no idea cuz even in the other movies that character was like a character that you know kind of like Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon like mm-hmm. I'm getting too I'm getting too old for this you know it felt like that type of character but uh you know it, it will it will at least be funny and entertaining cuz that's what he does better than anything else so um yeah like, like I said I'm curious to know what they what they are going to bring to the table with this movie cuz I did hear that there was supposed to be a Bad Boys 4 I don't know if that is still no, uh, no. Oh, oh, that, oh, that, well, that's not
1: going to happen now. Seems, oh, well. You can just get through three. It took nine years for one movie. <laughs> Are you thinking the bad boys four and six and ten? We may not have that long on this earth to wait for these movies.
0: Oh, oh no, you're right. Well, at least w- w- what we can confirm is that whoever made this decision must also be the same person that is making the decisions about when James Cameron should release Avatar. You know, three, four, five, six, you know, all those movies. Because we have been waiting a long time for that movie also. So,
1: What, what I loved best about that was I got the interview Robert Rodriguez about it. And he was like, no, you, any movie James Cameron said that he wanted to do, even if it was like from 10 years ago, he's not doing it. He's just passing it on to other people. Because like for the next 60 years, he's going to be busy with, with Avatar. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're yeah if we ever get an avatar 2 still waiting for the second one if we ever get avatar 2 you know hopefully we we won't be retired by then
0: hopefully
1: yeah no this is yeah um yeah so um with with this one here also one of the things that was interesting was that when news broke with that um the sequel was coming out for bad boys Gabrielle Union, she tweeted like the eye emoji. She's ready and and wants to sign up for this. And I guess, you know, since her show is canceled, I would love to see her come back. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, she was, uh, you know, obviously Martin Lawrence's uh, sister and Will Smith's uh, girlfriend. So um, I'm curious to know what they will bring to the table if, like, like I said, you know, I, I, I think that the movie can be good, but it all depends what the actual plot is if you know it's something if it was to say you know something happens to, to Gabrielle union's character or something like that then you know can't
1: the second one we can't have something happen to her character because we had that in the second one
0: well you, you 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 are right we did have that the only way they can change it is if they actually kill her and then you have uh well, Marcus Marcus and uh you know his buddy they have to go after the guy that killed her you know, but, but yeah, I agree. They, they already did that, as you said. So hopefully that's not the route that they take. Um, I And then the other thing I did hear a while back is that they were considering bringing Martin and Will in to basically usher in a new, uh, another like a, a much younger generation of, of, of officers working. And so I don't know which path they're going to go with the story. But I think depending on how they approach the story, that that will be what will excite people the most. Um, so
1: that doesn't suck if that was the case, but I would prefer that if we're still alive for that to be bad boys for just because we've waited 20 years for this one, yeah. that I would like to see a solo movie with them and then we can usher in like some newbies. I that agree. would
0: be fine. Oh, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, but uh, hopefully, we will start to find out information about this next year since it's coming out 2020 my assumption is that they're going to actually start shooting at the beginning of next year um so maybe some information will leak out before the end of next year
1: but well we so- already know that Martin's character won't have a beeper that's that that was made clear no more beepers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will hope not yeah i definitely hope
1: not <laughs> although i would like to see him like still have the beeper as like a memento that would be nice but but yeah new beeper <laughs> <laughs> so moving on this was a real this was something that was announced earlier this year but it flew completely under the radar that no one kind of picked it up nor cared about it um so then here's the thing Tyler Perry recently went on the view he is doing the the promotion for his upcoming movie Nobody's Fool, which I know you're very excited about because you love Tyler Perry with all of your heart and your soul. <laughs> um, he also announced that he's retiring Medea after 20 years, and he has the last Medea film called Medea Family Funeral. No, a Medea. I think it's called just a Medea Funeral. Yeah, that's it. So, I know you're very sad about that. You're going to see the character. That you loved for 20 years is finally done and over with. Um <laughs> don't know whether or not he's gonna peel it off, but he definitely wants Medea dead. He said he's very tired of playing Medea, and we're all tired of watching Medea. So it works out for everyone. Win-win. But when he was also on the show, he was, you know, talking about his movie Nobody's Fool, and he announced, I guess a re-announcement, because people kind of forgot the first time, that he is working with Whoopi Goldberg and Tiffany Haddish, and they're going to do a Sister Act 3. Yay! Anyone care about that? Any feelings towards that?
0: So let me just say, first and foremost, uh, t- yeah, Tiffany Haddish is on fire right now. Yes. Um, she's been in, in a ton of movies. Yeah, she's in Nobody's Fool. Uh, she ob- obviously was in that movie uh, Night School with Kevin Hart. Um, I will say that... Uh, yeah, I mean, I have to give her credit for doing what she she's done. I know a lot of stuff that she's been through as far as being homeless before. So I'm glad that she is getting all the success that was long overdue. Uh, with that said, just to add three, I think it will be interesting. I know Wim, uh, Whoopi Goldberg is still very funny. Um, and uh, I'm very curious to to see what the movie looks like. Uh, now I will I will admit that I haven't seen Sister Act two in a long time, so I have no idea how they're going to connect that movie and this other one. Um, but uh, I am I am very curious to see how this you know what the plan is for this, and obviously um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But uh, that is further down the line. Uh, mm-hmm. There is one one thing I did want to say, uh, though, in regards to a statement that you made about me being a Tyler Perry fan. Um, I um I now for those that don't know, I do live in Atlanta. Uh and yeah, a lot of Tyler Perry movies were filmed here as well as a lot of other movies are being filmed here because the budget cuts, you know, all of the discounts that they can do for those movies here, it makes total sense. But as far as being a Tyler Perry fan, I'm not really I'm not I'm not really a Tyler Perry fan, uh because the Medea movies, that character to me has always been a, a little bit of uh coonish if I can say that word. Um, But with that said, I understand that he dresses up as this character to try to deliver a message within all of his movies. Uh, I did see the trailer for the Medea family uh, funeral movie. And and no, it doesn't look like Medea dies in the movie. It just looks like they are on a trip and they have to go to a funeral. So if he is going to end it, that's great. Because I mean, I, I I mean, I understand, you know, some people find it funny, but I, I think for those that are continuing to grow up, if they know anything about history, uh, to see a character like that on the big screen, I don't think that's anything to be proud about. Um, mm-hmm. Even even though the messaging can be can be powerful, the image is what is what, what bothers me. So I'm glad that he's ending it if he is indeed going to retire the character he needs to. Um, and hopefully he can branch out to do other stuff. But we'll see
1: Well I believe in the power of your words So Medea dies in this movie
0: (laughs) Oh she does
1: (laughs) She's dying in this movie But um The thing with Sister Act To clarify um, Disney has been talking uh, lately Before they didn't want to do it at all They were like no we're good But they have been talking lately Instead of doing a sequel They want to do a remake So It would be interesting, and Goldberg, here's the thing, Whoopi and Tyler Perry wants a larger role for Whoopi Goldberg, but Disney wants her to have a minor cameo role, so Hmm. it's a lot of negotiation still between the three parties.
0: Well, considering that she was in the first two movies, I I would think that she should have uh, a larger role, Um, but I'm guessing... They want Tiffany Haddish to be the main star of the film, is what you're saying then. If they don't want her to
1: they want it right. They want her to be the main star. They want it to be like a, a remake. And so the thing is that Tyler Perry and Whoopi Goldberg, still in negotiations. This is not like cemented right now, but they've been talking about they know they recently appeared on the after show, What's what of Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. And they stated that they want to buy the rights of Sister Act so that they can do it how they want it done.
0: Okay interesting well we'll, well we'll definitely see how that how that turns out um but if, if disney is involved then you know disney is going to make sure that they push the envelope and get the movie done the way that they want it done so i hope that uh, tyler perry is prepared to you know you know if they say you can't do certain stuff then you can't do certain stuff in the movie
1: so. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so we'll see. It's 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 you know it's in limbo. It's interesting right now. It's just a lot of talks, but I honestly don't know if I want another movie or even a remake because we had the the two movies. Also, there was the Broadway musical. Oh yeah, so I'm kind of good with sister act. We can we can do something else.
0: Oh well, so, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree, but you know, it, it, right now in Hollywood, it seems like. Uh, Everybody is into trying to make, uh, you know, remakes or, or other sequels to other movies that aren't even necessary. So if uh, I guess, uh, you know, this this is certainly possible. But I guess if Tyler Perry and them do not come to an agreement, then it might not happen. So um, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see, see. see how everything pans out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, another thing also we've got to talk about is the Halloween box office. So, yay. Let's dive into this and see what movies came out as, as the top movies. Yes. Which movies bombed, which I was a little tiny bit shocked about. So, number one on this list, which made $50 million in the U.S. Just, we're doing just domestic thing. In the U.S., it made $50 million is Bohemian Rhapsody which is a fantastic film that I know that you saw I'm gonna say you saw
0: well I, I haven't seen it yet uh, I absolutely absolutely am planning to see it um, There was some other movies that I saw this past week so I yeah I, I am planning to see it though I definitely will have something to say about it the next time we record a show because I, I do plan to see it but uh no I haven't seen it yet. <laughs>
1: So he has not seen it, but it, those who don't know, it's the story of Queen. If you guys don't know who Queen is, Queen is the one that always goes, we will, we will rock you or mama mia. That song, which yes. I think would be very interesting, came out decades ago. And still to this day, it's still very, very popular. Um, coming in at number two, which basically kind of bombed, sadly, is the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. This looked like a very cute magical little film about the retelling of the nutcracker um my problem is that it came out for me way too early it's a christmas movie and i know a lot of christmas movies are coming out in november but it was just one of those movies that just really felt like it should have came out on christmas day instead it only made 20 million dollars um Number three, again, we're gonna go with Tyler Perry. I know how much you love Tyler Perry. So, <laughs> your favorite movie, Nobody's Fool, starring Tiffany Haddish, and Whoopi Goldberg, made 14 million. That did pretty good compared to what I thought it would do. I think that was number that was pretty good. Uh, number four is A Star Is Born, the remake with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. That's really overrated, but okay. <laughs> sorry but it pulled in 11 million the total uh domestic gross for that is like 165 million it's been it's been out for five weeks now so but it pulled in 11 million um then we have halloween the remake not the remake the sequel which basically if you look at it is just a direct sequel to the original halloween which came out in the 70s so yeah, if you just forget all the other movies in between, it's a direct sequel to Halloween, number one, the one in the 70s. Uh, that pulled in a 11, 11 million as well, and its overall is 150 million, which is not bad, especially for three weeks. So, and then top top six, I just got to throw it in there. I'm still surprised that it's even made the chart, and it is top 10. Venom, <laughs> Venom pulled in 7.8 million. Good for you. You did it, little tank tank. million. It's been in there for five weeks now. It's made overall $198 million. So good for you. You did okay. (laughs) Stop laughing. But stop. Stop laughing. So, yeah. And also, Hunter Killer, which I was really surprised, that came in at, like, number eight. No, number nine, actually. So Goosebumps 2 was number eight. At 3.7 million, which by the way is very adorable. If you have any kids, I strongly suggest that you see it because it's just really cute. It's a cute little Halloween movie. And Hunter Killer, which I didn't even know released yet, um, made 3.5, but it's like a limited release, so good for you. And then the top ten is my favorite movie of the year, or maybe like second. No, no, that's gonna be my favorite movie of the year. No, it's still my favorite. Yeah, my favorite movie of the year is The Hate You Give. With three point four million, so,
0: hmm. so not so, bad. so. I, I just want to make a, a quick comment before uh, you move on to the next topic. Um, so I look at this list, and you know, I'm glad to see, yeah, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. I was surprised to see it made that much opening weekend, but then again, I know a ton of people that saw it. I haven't seen it yet, so I, I definitely need to go see it. So it's definitely going to probably. Once again, be number one next this upcoming weekend because I know Overlord is coming out. Um, I don't really know a lot of people that are gonna plan to see that. It feels as though because that is a horror movie that that probably should have came out around Halloween time.
1: It but, should, uh, have. and they've been doing free screenings for Overlord for like a month now.
0: Oh well, I, I really don't know why they didn't release that in October. It would have been better to release it then. But. Those- uh,
1: Oh, if you're based in New York City, if you have your your I voted uh, sticker on Tuesday, you will get in for a free screening. You have to sign up through uh, GoFo. So oh, G-
0: I, I've heard of that. Yes.
1: Yeah. if you Sign up through GoFo, G-O-F-O dot com and have your I voted sticker on Tuesday. You can go see the movie at 10 o'clock in New York wow. City.
0: Yeah. Damn, New York City. See, I need to move to New York City. Uh, we don't don't, don't have those those type of opportunities here in in atlanta (laughs) it's
1: fun it's fun in new york you have the lights you have tourism you have mail bombings
0: (laughs) yes absolutely slowly Um, falling but uh i'm glad that venom is still making money even though uh i had some issues with the film that that's that's quite all right still making money and I'm pretty sure that there will be a sequel since so they way that they ended that film with the whole after credit scene or mid credit scene rather, uh, yeah, there they will definitely be more venom in the future. So that's good for Tom Hardy, good for the franchise.
1: But, yeah, uh, yeah, and they you know they definitely opened the door for there to be cameos and for Spider Man to walk in. And I'm really happy that the Hate you gave is still on the list because that was that movie. God, Lord, you guys need to see that movie. Yeah. That's a beautiful movie.
0: I, you know, I one thing I can say that I am, am happy about is uh, like when I was seeing some of these other movies as they were coming out during the month, I would always check to see what the like because you're able to when you order the tickets that I order through AMC, I mean, I have to pick my seats so I can see what you know how many seats are available in each uh, different movie, and it looks as though this movie. It always was almost full full on every screen screening, even after weeks after the movie was already out. So I'm glad that Mm. people are definitely supporting the movie. And after all, the movie was shot in Atlanta. So I will hope that people were actually going out to support it. So very glad to see that. Yes.
1: Oh, and also really quickly, um, Disney's Incredible 2 has now passed the Fate of the Furious, become the number 15th global release of all time with 1.5 two yeah uh, million wait what no I'm sorry yeah no I'm sorry that made no sense with almost almost one billion I said
0: oh, <laughs> one billion wow
1: dollars surpassed everything I meant one billion sorry
0: I believe that because yeah that, that was a fun movie
1: mm-hmm. it
0: was fun you know so that that's good good news for Disney
1: <laughs> yeah good news for them don't know if you saw the Incredibles too
0: oh yeah but- I did i did see it that that yeah it, it, it was, it's a great movie um i mean i i really don't know if they need to do a third one i know they said they may consider I, I don't think they need to do another one i mean i think you the whole mystery of the baby finally figuring out what the powers were and really to the extent of putting the family in that particular situation i thought it i thought it was great so i don't really know where you can go with a, another sequel um if they do decide to do that but yeah, I thought it was a pretty good movie.
1: jack Jack's now a teenager. The parents have to retire because they're old.
0: Oh. Boom. Hey, that, 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 hey, that, that, that definitely could work.
1: There's your sequel. <laughs> you can make another $1.2 billion.
0: <laughs>
1: I would love to see that. And, you know, Samuel Jackson, he needs a job. We all know that. He's out here struggling. He needs that work.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, he does. He absolutely does.
1: He's <laughs> a <laughs> paycheck. Um yes, so moving on very quickly, we, we talked about the box office. Uh we gotta talk about whether or not you have been seeing some 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 good movies.
0: All right, so um this is for what is this uh October or or, or can it be stuff I've seen recently also?
1: Literally you can do October, you can do what you've seen recently, you can talk about 2019.
0: Okay, so I'm, I, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about October and, and I will try to keep this brief. Uh, we, all, we already spoke on Venom. So, yeah, uh, I, I think anyone that is a fan of the Marvel uh, characters, uh, the movie is worth seeing. But uh, I mean, as I said before, it, it I, I thought it had some issues, but it still was a fun movie. So for that for that for that matter, I would recommend people see it, especially if they're into Venom, they like Marvel characters, you know, they may get some type of entertainment out of it. It definitely was entertaining, I will say that much. Um aside from that, uh I did see a star is born. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and I understand what you say when the movie is is overrated. I mean to me, I when going into this movie now, I did not know that there was actually um oh I do apologize for that sound effect by the way but i did not know that um that there that this was like the fourth remake of the yes of 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 the movies and i thought to myself <laughs> why did they keep remaking this movie every uh,
1: generation gets their new remake my grandmother's sitting there like i've seen this already and yeah
0: okay i see so uh i but but i will say this though uh even though it was a remake and we can we can agree that there will, maybe there are some aspects of it that it does feel it feels though it is overrated. I, I I do say this in full confidence. Lady Gaga will get nominated for an Academy Award, and I definitely expect uh Bradley Cooper to also get nominated since this was his first director director's uh, film. Um, so I don't know if they're gonna win, but I do know they'll get nominated. I will say that much. Uh, so yeah. But I thought it was still a good movie. You know, the soundtrack to me was the best part of the movie. You know, they, you know when they sung the songs together, that was great, uh, very emotional. But uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, we know how the story ends, so not a good ending for uh, for Jack. But uh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, we, we already had our recap show of The Hate You Give. So anyone listening to this podcast, I would encourage you to check that out. That was an excellent movie. Um, bad times at the el royale this is a movie that i saw early as well i saw it about a day early because they had a screening here in atlanta i thought the movie was great uh and this is again by the same guy who did uh, daredevil season one uh the only issue that i had with the movie and i mean it's a slight nitpicky issue that not everybody will agree with there are certain characters that i wanted us to spend a little bit more time with to get their backstory. The one character that I didn't think that was really that really, exploit, you know, show you more of, it had to be Don Draper's character. Ooh. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, John Hamm's character in the movie, uh, who really is an agent. And of course, we already know, for those that saw the movie, you already know what happens to his character within the first hour of the film. Uh, I was disappointed because I wanted to see what else they were going to do with that character and we didn't get that, and then, of course, uh, just, I mean, I understand how they spent certain time on other characters, uh, you know, spent more time with those characters, I understand that, I just wish that they would have done that in consideration of some of the other people that are in the movie, but again, not a bad film, it definitely was a great, great time, and the only thing that I did see before that movie was the first trailer, Uh, although I do want to tell people now, if you can avoid a trailer of any movie or any film, whatever, I would I would recommend that you avoid it because you do not want to get spoiled about stuff that's going to happen in the movie. Because I know a lot of people are doing that now with these trailers. Um, so yeah. With that said, though, it is what it is. Uh, so three other quick points to make, and then I then I'll go to you uh, for your picks. Um, I did see Halloween. I enjoyed Halloween uh yeah very 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 a very, a, a very funny take on on the film uh you know a, a little bit more comical and i and i appreciated that you know obviously i the people i saw it with in my screening they were really into the movie there was some disappointed uh but i, I thought it was a, a, overall an entertaining film i had no no issues with it um two other ones let me think let me think let me look let me look So I did see Hunter Killer, also. Uh, the funny thing about that movie is I did not see The Hunt for Red October. And I honestly, you know, I figured, well, this is a movie that I'm probably not going to care about. I'll fall asleep in. I was pleasantly surprised that I didn't. Uh, now I will admit that some of that stuff is just a little too cliche with how they, oh, we, 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 we were able to survive. you know. Some of the stuff was a little unbelievable about how they were able to to survive some of those things that happened in the movie. But still, not a bad film. you know. uh, Say what? Go ahead.
1: It's the Fast and Furious in Submarines.
0: That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, And uh, I thought uh, Mr. Butler did an excellent job in his role. Um, I don't want to see A Hunter Killer 2, though, please. No, I know Common need his money. But listen, Common need to work on another another film. You know, don't let's not ha- have another sequel to this movie. But I thought it was good. I thought it was a good movie. It was a surprise to me because I would, didn't know really know what to expect. Uh, and you know, that was another opportunity where I went to an advanced screening, and half the people at that screening didn't even know what the hell it was. They just said because I heard the couple in back of me, "What is this movie, Hunter Killer, about?" So they went to the movie, but they wasn't thinking about what it is. They just thought, "Hey, free screening. I'm I'm gonna show up for that." And it it is what it is. Um, and finally. Uh, in terms of what I did see, and this is the part where uh, you know Dana might be shocked to hear this, I actually saw Nobody's Fool, and I just want to say something about that film. First and foremost, I'm not a Tyler Perry fan. I don't really care about his movies. Um, I, you know, especially with the media stuff, I, I find that stuff to just be, you know, it's it's just it's just very annoying type of movies. I I, I respect the message, but the movie I find annoying. This particular film, what drew me to see it is that, you know, I wanted to to, to really see what the direction was they were going to take with the movie. Now, obviously, Tiffany Haddish is in the movie, but the movie is not so much about her. It's about her sister and the fact that she got catfished by somebody. And, and then you go through this whole story dialogue of her trying to find the perfect guy. So the catfish incident, I actually have gone through that before. And I haven't really talked about that before, that really to really anybody. So this is like an exclusive here. I've gone through that process before where you're talking to somebody you think is somebody. And then, of course, you find out later that that person isn't who they said they are. And instantly, that's it. That will tell you don't talk to anybody uh, unless you are meeting them face to face. So in the movie... As woman goes through this stuff, they eventually do find out who is the person that they were talking to. I don't want to spoil that because there may be some people that actually want to see that, but I will tell you that they will laugh when they find out who the person actually is uh, because it is another person that makes a cameo appearance that nobody knew he was going to be in this movie. But um, the the interesting thing about the movie, and of course, you know, Amari uh, uh, is in the movie, you know, Amari from Power. Ghost, uh, you know, uh, Gary's favorite actor on uh <laughs> on, on power. He's in the movie. Um but the the, me- the message of the movie, I think, as to why I think the message is important, it's about the fact that when we look for a partner, you know, you have to understand that every person is not going to be perfect as far as because you know, as far as the list that you have of, of how you envision that person. Because this girl in this movie had a list of Oh, the guy needs to have a six-figure job. He needs to have this, that, or other. And then you come across a character like Omari, Omari's character, who is the guy that owns a coffee shop. This guy has been to jail. He has been an alcoholic, all this other stuff. So he is nothing like what's on this woman's list. But of course, in Tyler Perry fashion, they get together and they have a relationship. You know, it does have some issues or certain things that happen within the story. But essentially, the whole message is that you should be accepting of somebody because you don't really know, even though they they may not fit everything that they have. It's their imperfections and your imperfections that work collectively together, and that's what brings about chemistry. So I thought the message was good. Uh, The jokes were very much over the top, you know, because it was an R-rated film, and I was a little surprised some of them jokes they had in there. A little really, really raunchy, ridiculous stuff. But with that said. I can respect the message. Would I recommend people go see the movie? Um, I would say it depends what type of a movie you're looking to see. If you want to see a comedy uh with some romantic stuff in there then yeah, go see the movie, but there are a ton of other movies that you should see before you see this. So I wouldn't say rush out and go see it. I wouldn't make that recommendation. But I will say I I give them credit for trying to deliver the message. And then of course, for the women out there that have high standards, on the men that they want to date they need to see this movie because they need to realize y'all need to relax a little bit with the high standards uh but yeah that's all i was going to say about that film i did see that film a couple of days ago um so that's the extent of my list for the movies that i've seen uh (laughs) october and the this past week
1: you you described that with such passion i kind of was like gonna ask you who hurt you
0: oh no oh no well <laughs> hey listen you all have a past oh yeah oh yeah we all we all have a past but uh it's, it's it, yeah it, 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 it was an okay film it's not a, a horrible film uh you know some stuff is a little ridiculous but yeah it's, it's an okay okay film and no i'm not a tyler perry fan i just That's- i appreciate that the message was in the movie, but yeah, I'm not a Tyler Perry fan
1: at all. You said that with such passion, it's okay to love your Tyler Perry.
0: Oh no, uh-uh, I'm I'm good.
1: <laughs> Medea is here for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you for that lovely movie um, explanation roundup of what you've seen um, with me. I haven't had, like, that great of a, of a time with movies. Uh-oh. Like, um, Saw First Man, that, of course, is with Ryan Gosling. It's about um, Neil Armstrong and the whole path to getting onto the moon and his first steps on the moon. I fell asleep. It's boring. <laughs> so, it's It's like the definition of boring. It's just there are scenes in there that are really amazing. The special effects is incredible. If you want to see something that is just beautiful and 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 visually groundbreaking, yes, I recommend that. But the plot is so weak. They were the way how it was filmed, like they used the steady hand camera, which like it's still a little bit shaky and destabilizing. It doesn't make any sense because you're just telling me this, you know, the story. I don't need to have a shaky. Camera for you walking around your house—it's just weirdly shot. But aside from like the space stuff, again, deathly boring. Um, I did see Goosebumps too, Haunted Halloween. Like I said before, it is a very cute um, movie about R.L. Stein and his books and his books coming to life and how they kind of wreck havoc on the town and the quest is to go and find R.L. Stein so that he can finish his book so that we can get an ending. Mm. And it's a puppet who is able to grant people's wishes, and he just wants a family. He wants a, a, a place to belong. And when he doesn't have that feeling of wanting to belong and when he's rejected, he just wrecks havoc everywhere. So it's very funny. It's very smart. It's well done. And even though it's a kid's movie as an adult, I was I was right there with my popcorn, you know, watching the thing and and very much engaged. Unlike First Man, which I fell asleep on. (laughs) So I recommend everyone to go see that if you like those type of films. Halloween, you saw as well. I thought it was hilarious. Danny McBride was the screenwriter and he really brought it up to date. He made it very brutal. Uh, He modernized it. Jamie Lee Curtis really was that embodiment of like, I'm completely sick of your mess. I've been dealing with you for the last 50 years now. I got gray hair. I started out, I had like cute, freshly cut hair. Now I'm gray and older. And, um, you know, you really felt her just frustration, her paranoia, her everything. And Mike Myers... Michael Myers, not Mike Myers, because I'm going to sound like the actor, but Michael Myers, they really updated him. You know, for me, when I was a kid, I was never attracted to the Halloween series just because I found it to be very boring. Like he would just walk around and stab people. And that was kind of it. And, you know, people would either fall down and trip. They would do that weird trip thing. Oh, no, all of a sudden I can't walk anymore. And he would stab them but this one he's very violent he's very aggressive it's very brutal and there doesn't seem to have any type of rules to killing you know how usually it's like oh you usually die after you have sex or you don't kill kids or you have to fall down and then and, and run you know you know after you fall down he kills you and you're running he they kind of broke the rules with that uh kids do die not spoiling anything but people do die. You don't need necessarily to have sex to have, for you to die. Um, there really isn't any type of rules. I will just say there's this one scene with this little black kid that is hilarious and very authentic to how a black person would handle this whole situation. What oh, a yeah. certain- that,
0: so, that, that was That was by far, that was an excellent portrayal of that,
1: that character. Was- it was yes. amazing. So <laughs> Daniel Brad, he really did his thing with this. He really seems to understand the lore of Halloween. And you will enjoy Halloween much better if you forget about all of the other movies and just focus on the very first one. That's all you need to watch is just the first one, um, which is I'm, very unfortunate because Halloween what was it? resurrection with, with LL Cool J as the romance thriller writer. <laughs> Good Lord. I would have loved to like... If they, like, ended the movie and it was, like, him closing the book and that was his, like, his novel that he wrote, I would have died laughing. That would have been perfect. But, yeah, Halloween was great. I kind of didn't like the way how it ended because it leaves a lot of answers, like, you know, a lot of questions unanswered and an opportunity for another Halloween sequel, which I don't know. But if you just view it as just... Halloween, the sequel, direct sequel. Then and you forget about the other ones. Then maybe it is an end chapter and you don't have to worry about anything. But yeah, just forget about the times when he was beheaded and set on fire and shot multiple times because it just it doesn't make any sense. Um, another movie was Hunter Killer that I saw as well. That is with um, Ger- Gerard Butler. We have the interview of him on the website. He is a wonderful person. He is hilarious. The movie itself is an action adventure. Kind of literally, it's Battleship meets Hunt for Red October meets Fast and Furious Underwater. Um, it's about the Russia and America and submarines and the possibility of going to war. And betrayal. In a coop. So that's that's literally all I can say without spoiling anything. But it's very enjoyable it's very good um i did the um the girl and the dragon well the girl in the spider's web we'll get to it a little bit later but i did i did see that excellent and i did see widows widows is the steve mcqueen movie that's written by jillian finn those who don't know jillian finn she's the one who did gone girl she wrote gone girl she also did sharp objects it's on hbo it's about a group of women who have to come together after their husbands, who are basically they were robbers. They're not good guys. They were all killed during like one of those. This is my last mission that I'm going to do. This is the last job, and they were all murdered. They were all killed by the police, or so we assume. But um, they were all murdered, and they have the wives have to do a job and get this like two million dollars that they that their husbands owed uh, the people that they were stealing for. And Brian Tree, who, yes. Atlanta. Brian Brian Tree Henry, who, as we all know, is Paperboy from Atlanta. He is really ruthless. He is aggressive. He is violent. Um, Daniel Kalugula, which I hope Mm -hmm. I pronounced it right, as we all know from that guy from Get Out, he is, like, the complete polar opposite from his Get Out character. He He's funny. But, like, you ever see that funny where, like, you're really legit scared of that person, so you're going to laugh to just ease the tension?
0: Oh, yeah. There's,
1: there's a scene that he does where he basically kind of executes two people, and he does it so hilariously. It's, like, in the middle of a rap. And he's just amazing. And it's kind of like this weird thing that they wrote in. Not weird, but it's hilarious. Those who seen Get Out, there's a scene that he kind of wrote with, that he did with um, this one of the wives and the wives just happened to be Caucasian and he gives her this look that's like, Oh no, we're not about to do this.
0: <laughs>
1: really funny. If you know Went on and get out, if you have not seen get out, please go see get out that, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, that, yeah. And also here's the thing. I kind of already saw Spider-Man into the spider verse, which is the, it's the CGI hand-drawn mashup animated movie about Miles Morales and the other Spider-Man. So you're going to get Spider-Pig, you're going to have um, Spider-Gwen, you're going to have Peter Parker is in it. And all of these other spider man and their storyline that I'm not going to spoil anything because it's, Beautiful and I'm under direct lock and key to not say anything, but trust me. It's Beautiful if you had not made it out to comic-con They did this lovely panel and they showed scenes of the movie Which is just again not to overemphasize, but it really is beautiful so I I definitely recommend that you go and see that and I, I I don't know how far in advance with this if we're gonna go in the future a little bit Dark Phoenix, I'm going to just say, oh, God, (laughs) if you don't know, I have such a strong hatred for this movie.
0: Well, it's funny you bring this up because I was talking with my roommate today and he he was telling me if I saw the trailer, I said, yeah, he said, I have no plan to see that movie whatsoever. So I have.
1: I have such a deep, dark hate dislike. Hate is wrong. I should not say hate. Hate, hate is only reserved for like you know, the strongest of strongness. But believe me, if there was another word that I could substitute for hate, it would probably be hate. I do not like this movie at all. I don't like the direction that they did with it. It's a rehashing of X Men: Last Stand. That was the one that told the story of Jean Grey. Remember when she killed her little boring Scott? Sorry for the 20-year spoiler, but that was the last stand, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Which, again, wasn't told that great either. But this is basically take the elongated version of X-Men The Last Stand was just really bad Everything. The storyline is weak. It's repetitive. There's lines that's thrown in there that's just really awkward. There's a lot of infighting that just doesn't even make any sense. There's a Peter Evans. You know his role is is much larger this time as Quicksilver. He can't even save it. And Peter Evans is the kind of guy. He's the actor who can literally be paint on the wall, and he will give you a masterpiece. He he can't save this. And it's just sad. It's sad. It's just really sad. Um, also, Alita Battle Angel, which was the originally supposed to be directed and written by James Cameron, but because he's doing Avatar for the next 80 years, he gave it to Robert Rodriguez, who kind of took all of his 20,000 pages of notes from James Cameron and crafted this very generic, but very beautifully looking movie. <laughs> but it's like literally like eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and being told that it's like a, a some type of fancy French you know oven roasted nuts from sweden with jelly hand squeezed from the grapes of the vines from france but it's <laughs> basically peanut butter and jelly it is the most generic thing if you're not familiar with the magnum, with uh, the, the manga comics or anything it's, it's about this small little uh i would say robot who Wakes up one day and she's she's you know, she's very small and and doesn't really have that much places in society. It's kind of like a thrown away thing. And she has to go out and find her voice and find her strength. And she's able to, you know, defeat the bad guys in the end. I'm doing a very terrible job describing this because I just literally was like half dead when the whole thing was over with. Because it's just very generical. Um, but it's just, it's just really not that great, um, at all. Sorry. So that was kind of like my little small wrap up and rant with that.
0: Oh, no, that's that. Well, well, I was, I'm definitely looking forward to Widows because, uh.
1: Widows is brilliant. It's, it's better than, than, than Dark Phoenix.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I, I fully believe that, um. So I will be definitely looking forward to that. Uh, that'll be out here in about two weeks. So not this weekend, but next weekend. So I will check that out for sure.
1: Yes, I strongly recommend that. Um, so also to talk about, I have two other movies that are kind of, one is biggish and the other one is like gigantic worldwide thing. We're going to start off with the, with the smaller one, which is A Girl in the Spider's Web. I was able to see it. Um, it is basically a continuation of the story of Girl in the Dragon Tattoo. It's not directly linked, um, with the trilogy. That was kind of like one big set thing. And this is not, it is based on the, it's based on the book, but remember it's not by the original writer because the writer unfortunately died. Um, but this is basically... It's a very, it's a beautiful thriller. I yeah, I would describe it as a thriller that is about Lisbeth Salander, who remember is the computer hacker from the trilogies, and her pal and journalist Michael Bloom. I'm gonna probably butcher this, Bloomfest. And what happens is is that there is this organization that wants to destroy it's like destroy the world type of situation where you we have this we created this invention and it's we're going to try to sell it to the highest bidder and it's basically to control all of the nukes that's out there so it's up to salander and michael vest they all speak legs like this cuz they're from sweden but it's still a very beautiful movie um and It also has, it's not a spoiler because if you watch the trailer, they so stupidly spoiled this. It's also about Elizabeth Salander's past and her life involving her family member, which is her sister. And those who are not aware of the trilogy, it's a very violent and very terrible thing that happened to these girls where they were sexually assaulted by their father. And they had to go a lot of the sexual abuse that was going on and, the reason why Elizabeth, she's a computer hacker, but she's also one of those vigilantes who is very protective of women and will stand up for women. And so say, for example, if you are a wife whose husband has been beating on you, she will frame that guy and make sure that he never touches you again. The That it seems to be the subplot of the entire movie. The main plot is them. They are trying to, Elizabeth is trying to, Stop this organization from getting their hands on this, basically this, this weapon that was designed to control all of the nukes in the world. And so you see, as this progresses, you know, it becomes this crime thriller, also family drama. It is extremely dark. It is very depressing, but it's also very well acted. It is Claire Foy- Claire Foy plays Elizabeth Salinger, and she just seems to carry the weight of everything that her character has been through from the previous trilogy to just everything in her life that's going on right now. It's very it's very haunting. She gives a very haunting type of performance. Um, I want also the sister I cannot pronounce any of these names because they are. I would have to say probably Swedish. I'm not sure, but um, the the actress who plays the sister, you know, she's very she's very villainous. She takes on this beautiful like villainous type of role, but if you get down to it, she is in pain, and it's a lot of hurt and a lot of anger that drives her her um, her intentions throughout this whole movie. And, you know, it, it also deals about what happens when you're unable to let go of that hurt and that pain and that anger. Um, so the movie works on multiple levels. And it's also a spy. It's a spy thriller thing, which is, you know, if you're really into that kind of like James Bond type stuff, but more with a grittier angle, you know, there's a lot of gritty fight scenes. You know, it's, it's in Sweden. It's very going to be a little dark, a little depressing, um, but it is absolutely brilliant. Uh, Lakeith Stanfill, who also is Darius in Atlanta, the TV show, he plays Edward Nehem. He is a national security agent um, who's trying to track Salander. And he does an outstanding job as well. And it was really lovely to see him, you know, do these movie roles. And it's really great to see you know, people of color doing these movie roles. And he's not like the silly little sidekick. At all, but this is like one of those movies that I strongly recommend people see. It's just absolutely very good. It's just really just well made. It's well acted. The script is very good. So I strongly suggest that you go and and see it. Yay!
0: Oh yeah, I definitely saw the trailer, so I I, I was intrigued to, enough to go to want to go see it. Uh, now the thing is for me is that this is coming out the exact same weekend as Overlord, so I may have to make a couple of uh, tough decisions in regards to what I see first. But uh, I definitely, well, I also have to see Bohemian Rhapsody, so I got to make a decision. But I definitely am going to see this movie because, uh, yeah, I do like uh, I do like Mr. Stanfield. I actually may be the only person that enjoyed that that movie. Um, the last movie he was in, uh, I'm trying Sorry. to remember the name again for some reason.
1: Sorry to, Sorry bother, to you. bother
0: You, yes. Yeah, I actually enjoyed him a lot in that movie, and I enjoy everything he does in Atlanta, so I definitely will want to go out and support him. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do plan to see this movie, even though I have not seen the previous movie, so I have to also see that as well. But um, yeah, I'll definitely go check out this movie at some point
1: it releases alongside the grinch also so i know you have really hard whoa
0: oh, whoa well well,
1: <laughs> well no
0: the, the grinch the grinch is it's okay the grinch could wait you know maybe we'll, we'll see but uh what? You know, yeah yeah the, the grinch could probably, yeah cuz i mean that, that that's a movie that should have been coming out closer to christmas so i don't know why they decided november is the month we want to drop this movie but uh yeah we'll we'll see we'll see
1: Sheesh. All right. So just yesterday, um, I was able to see a movie that I honestly wasn't like I was going to see. I was going to get around to it just because I didn't think I was like really scared to go and see it because I just didn't know whether or not it was going to be any good. But my gosh, it is hands down one of the best movies of this year. And of course, better than Dark Phoenix. Uh But of this year. And that is Fantastic Beast, Crimes of Grindelwald. Yay! Mm. Oh my gosh. The level of tears that I have shed for this movie makes no sense. It took me by surprise. I did not expect this at all. Those who are not familiar at all with the Fantastic Beast, I don't understand you. But secondly why i still don't understand you it okay it's it is those who've never seen the first movie it's the sequel to the fantastic beast and where to find them where it followed this guy named newt scout scout oh my gosh i'm just i'm so excited i'm butchering already but it follows newt Scout. oh i really can't pronounce this word i can't pronounce his last name but those who know it it follows newt newt is basically like a He's a zoologist, but for all of the magical, cre- all of the magical creatures that live in the Harry Potter universe. OK, um, takes place in 1920s in New York, which is nowhere near Hogwarts or the whole Harry Potter situations. Many years before Harry Potter, before the boy who lived was even born. OK, so it's about this guy. Newt Scal- Scalman, I'm gonna just forget his last name, sorry. And basically, he is, like I said before, he's kind of like a zoologist of magical creatures. Newt Scamander, Scamminger- Scamander, Scamander, sorry. Newt Scamander. So basically, he, like I said, he f- travels the world. It originally started out as just a very small book, a little tiny thing that J.K. Rowling created. She wrote this book back in like, 2000 something, and it was just all showing all of the different creatures that came from the Harry Potter universe about this guy who would go around and try to find them. It's really no story, there's really no plot to it. Warner Brothers was like, You know what? This is can be a really great idea. How about you create a plot in a movie towards this? And those who have read Harry Potter would know that it is basically the story following new and all these creatures but the heart of this is the story of dumbledore and his friend Grindelwald. they were very close friends best friends even in the movie deeper than best friends you understand where i'm going with this deeper than best friends who they did a blood oath together you know they were that close i'm always here for you Basically, it is about their relationship and how their relationship was torn apart. This, I would compare it to X-Men. Grindelwald is a man who believes, he's a wizard, he's not a man, forget the man part, he's a wizard who believes that those with power, actual magical power, are better than regular Muggles Muggles meaning humans those without power and that it is time for Those with powers to rise up to no longer live in the shadows. This is So he believes that you see, if you take that whole story between X-Men Remember you have a professor X and you have Magneto with you know We must rise up and we're better than everyone and you know We can no longer live in the shadows that type of thing. There are different rules in Harry Potter universe where a non-magical human and a magic, a wizard can't marry. They can't have. They can't be in love. They can't be together. It's illegal. Um, you cannot practice your magic in public. You know, people will look at you strange and weird, and it's kind of outlawed. Very similar to X-Men. Can't use your mutant powers. Remember the whole law that they passed in during those whole X-Men series. So it's basically the very same thing that it follows. In Grindelwald, um, it is about, like I said, Grindelwald is basically the most dangerous wizard of that time. Way more dangerous than Voldemort. Okay? His goal, his main focus, is to create a wizard army that will overtake the muggles, humans, around the world. So it's time for that... We will no longer live in the shadows. We must come and rise, okay? So in the first movie, we followed Newt and his creatures, and we kind of got like a little sense of, you know, there was a little bit of a war and a tiff that was going on between those who are magic and those who are non-magic. In Grindelwald, it focuses on a really dark, darker story of Grindelwald. And it is literally, I would compare it to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. If you watched the previous or even read the previous books, we kind of knew that there was something dangerous coming. But because we kept being told there's something dangerous coming, instead of being shown, we wasn't necessarily taking it seriously. Until, again, I'm sorry for the 10-year spoiler. If you have not read Harry Potter or seen the movie, there is a death that occurs in Harry Potter, the Deathly Hallows. And that's when everything you had to start taking things seriously because Harry Potter never really saw death in Grindelwald, the crimes of Grindelwald is when everything starts getting really serious. And this man goes from, we must, you know, fight against the humans, just straight talking to, I'm going to start doing dangerous things now so that you can actually realize that I'm, I mean, business by this. i take this seriously. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything but I will say <clears throat> that it is one of the most powerful movies in the Fantastic Beasts series and I know I'm going to probably get a lot of backlash and hate for this. I like this more than I like Harry Potter. If that I'm sorry. But I like this way more than I like Harry Potter. Yeah.
0: Is that is that because of the more serious tone, as you said?
1: Seriousness Uh, of it, the level of execution of it. It is the most beautiful movie I have ever seen. So yeah, it may be unfair to say that because if you looked at the Harry Potter movies, you know, the technology between when they came out to now is way more advanced. But Mm -hmm. also, I'm very sorry. Again, Daniel Radcliffe, when he was a child, and he started in that first little Harry Potter movie. Probably up until Azkaban, the prisoner of Azkaban. So right before Azkaban, the one that took the three movies that took place before that, they did not have the best of acting. Mm. So I'm very sorry. Their <laughs> acting <was> not- <laughs> I am very sorry. Their acting did not age well.
0: Uh-oh. Wow. That's, uh oh. Wow. I'm curious <laughs> to know what the Harry Potter fans will say about uh, that particular comment
1: it wasn't um, in this caban that everyone finally got all their their stuff together and was like you know what we're gonna do the damn thing when when i when uh, the director came on you know we're gonna fix this up look the other three i like them for what they did but fantastic b series is just way more for me hmm. when it comes to the special effects when it comes to acting I'm not going to say when it comes to see the thing with the plot is if you really look at it, yes, you can say it's generical. I literally just said it is the It's the literal reinterpretation of X-Men.
0: Yeah, so, so basically the so conflict between uh, Magneto and Professor Xavier. It's uh, not
1: original. Yeah. It's not original at all, but the way how it is executed, you have Johnny Depp. Love him or hate him that man can act his behind off. You have Israel Miller. Oh my God. The performance that he gives in this movie. I was hysterical. I was like, I was gone. I was like, this is the beautiful movie ever. And this is basically his story and it ties in with Grindelwald. But um, this is, I'm like, I'm all over the place. That's just how excited I am about this.
0: Oh um, yeah. no! It, 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 and one thing, one thing that I did want to ask, uh, and, and as you said, uh, so, jo- Johnny Depp, so, so Johnny Depp, so is, Johnny Depp is 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 the villain, correct? So He's the villain. Uh, I know that we we're used to seeing him play Jack Sparrow and all these other characters that are, you know, no. good guys. So no.
1: he will slit you in. He will slit your throat while laughing at you. <laughs> when i say he is more dangerous than voldemort they make you know that he is more dangerous than voldemort no offense to voldemort and the original harry potter series no offense at all that's a good thing i'm sorry (laughs) but um this one it continues the story of of milda's character percival who is there's a legend that he is one of the most powerful wizards and that he will be, he will help to uprise the, 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 the wizards, those who can do magic and Grindelwald sees him as this, this boy that that you know he needs to have but it can't be something that's unnatural or forced it's something where he has to come to him the thing with percival is that he is a boy who was abandoned by his parents and raised through the foster care system he's never really known love he doesn't know who he is and he just wants to know who he is and he wants that love that he never received that at the end of the day, it is a movie about what happens when you don't have love in your life and how you, your, your lack and abandonment can quickly turn into hate and anger. He doesn't understand who he is. And Grindelwald is able to take advantage of the situation so that he can further his own agenda which is to uprise and basically destroy all of the humans or muggles in the world because he and his people are tired of living in the shadows there is a speech that he does that i can't tell you about because i'm not going to spoil anything that if you look at it i can relate it very much to today's time especially with trump and it's about <clears throat> how it's tired of living in the shadows we was born differently look at how our lives are why must we give up our rights and our birthright for these humans over there oh. and, yes and it follows several other characters which ties into the Harry Potter series and it also follows those who already know dan fogel and he he plays um The character, he's basically a muggle again, he's a human and he ends up falling in love with a wizard and their forbidden love, which was already in the first movie Mm -hmm. and how it's basically, you can't, like I said before, you're not allowed to have that relationship. It's, It's against the law and it's about their, his fear and in her fear and it follows their love story and it follows another character who I cannot tell you about but it follows Zoe Kravitz's character and how she falls in love with this other, with, um, sorry, with another character and their love story, even though they're two wizards and what they have to sacrifice for each other in order to mm-hmm. save humanity. I can't tell you anything about it because the embargo, and I don't want to be executed. Um, but it is, again the most beautiful movie I have ever seen. Visually, the story, JK Rowling has this way where she is just the embodiment of magic. And her storytelling in this movie is pure magic. And it felt like I was in the world of Harry Potter. And there are direct links to it. Cause remember, like I said before, if this is a story about Albus Dumbledore and his relationship with Grindel- with Grindelwald and how they were originally friends. And it shows, you know, their relationship and how that relationship ended up fracturing because of their complete opposite beliefs, which again mirrors Professor X and Magneto. So you have, and then you have um, Eddie Redmayne, who golly his acting he he's already won i believe he won an oscar for um the danish girl but his acting in this one is just equally superb where he comes across he you know he's very kind of like to himself he loves his animals and that's you know he has a very simple life that's what he likes you know but he's thrusted into this much bigger fight that he he has to be a part of just because it's not right what's going on in the world in both worlds actually and he's just this really simple guy who likes his little animals and the animals do make these new animals that appear that are make they, they 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 are beautiful and the way how it's done is just very oh it's magic. Uh, but I feel that for me the fantastic beast part about it takes a back seat and it's very much story driven this time it's much stronger and oh, my god johnny depp is just superb israel miller superb zoe kravitz she's she does this accent she she's from london apparently now and the you know in the in- <laughs> no here's this thing where it's really weird. When you see like American actors do like these accents. Only person that I feel that can truly play someone who is from the UK was Renee Zellweger. When she did Bridget Jones diary, Mm -hmm. Zoe Kravitz, you couldn't tell me she wasn't born and raised in London. She does this accent, this British accent that is just so flawless and effortless and superb. And she talks like she's an angel. And her accent is like the wings of a butterfly. See how ridiculous I'm sounding? That's how great the movie was. That's how great her role was. So yeah, I am I am, I am, am speechless about how this movie was incredible. And even the first movie was incredible because you kind of thought it was gonna go one way about, oh, it's all these different animals and beasts. And we really didn't have a plot when it came to like, if you look at the book, because there was just wasn't really one, but J.K. Rowling really created something that is just amazing. And and for this generation, for me, I feel that it's it's my Harry Potter. It did much better than, than the original Harry Potter. I'm sorry, sorry.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah.
1: No, well, like I, I, let's be like I don't know you you haven't read the books and you haven't seen the movies. I haven't read the books. Nope. The yeah the books just. Far surpass the movies. You know I mean, yeah. yeah, certain things that you, you they had to cut out, but like I said, until you got the Prisoner of Azkaban, I think I fell asleep during the first one, and I myself was a child. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't discover yeah. the series until like the third book she wrote, and I was like, this is amazing. And then I saw the book, I mean the movie, and I was like, oh, this is this is what it is. But it wasn't until later on that I like Deathly Hollows, part one and two it was amazing. I'm not going to say I'm not going to lie. But I would say that Fantastic Beasts Crimes of Grindelwald is the equivalent to. Um, oh shoot, uh, Harry Potter and the very last one with the with the battle sequences that I can't remember.
0: Oh, yeah, I've heard about that last one. Um, yes yeah
1: so that's that's my non-spoiler review just go and see it because it's the most beautiful thing I have seen this year aside from the hate you give
0: okay uh, I'm definitely going to check it out Uh, I may have to go back and watch the first one I may avoid the Harry Potter uh,
1: you have to watch Fantastic Beasts because you won't understand Isra Miller's character
0: yeah 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 because I did start to watch that before but I don't really recall what happened why I stopped but uh, I will have to go back and see that and then hopefully move on to this. So
1: he just do make any sense. How incredible Ezra Miller is with like he makes you forget that he was in that crappy Justice League movie. And then it makes you angry. It made me so angry that he was in Justice League and they didn't do Jack Poop with him.
0: Well yeah. Well, yeah, it they ma- they made him they made him uh, a pine after a uh, s- s- uh, Superman he looked up to <laughs> Superman, so that's that's what they he 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 also I guess
1: it just uh, made me so uh, like, and his role as Credence was just ah, uh, it just made no sense. It really made no sense, just how good he was, and there are. St- and the thing also is that it really helps if you know the Harry Potter series because there there are backstories and relationships, and and they. Albus Dumbledore, I mean Dumbledore, Jude Law, he's not in it for a long time, because you know he has situations going on in the movie that I Uh-oh. can't explain about, <laughs> like okay. you know. The Ministry of Magic is pretty much angry yeah, at yeah,
0: be, 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 careful. yeah be, be careful with the spoiler information.
1: I'm not so spoiling you, anything. Everyone knows Jude Law is playing Albus Dumbledore. They knew that for like two years now. I'm not spilling anything. <laughs> but I will say this. Michael Gambon would be really proud of what Jude Law does with Albus Dumbledore. And rest in peace to Michael Gambon. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's. It's, yeah, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. And uh, for those that are listening to this show, definitely uh, let us know your thoughts if you're looking forward to the movie. And then hopefully after you see it, come back and let us know what, what were your thoughts on the film as well.
1: Absolutely. So any last words you want to give out there, Mr. Bailey?
0: Oh, no, I thank everybody for listening. Uh, as you mentioned, this is the pilot show, so definitely leave us some feedback. Uh, um, and if you saw any of the movies we've mentioned, definitely let us know your thoughts on these films as well. But, uh, no, thank you for having me, Dana, and uh, shout out to everybody on the Coalition as well as uh, people listening, whether live or or later. We appreciate the continued support. So,
1: yes. That's it for me. For listening. That's it. That's it, guys.
0: Talk to you all next week.